Hey, welcome to SWAT Radio with Doug McCary of His Light Ministries. So happy you are listening today. I am Taylor Johnson, and if you would like to join the discussion, please call us at 1-844-777-7928. That's 1-844-777-SWAT. Or you can email us at ask at SWATradio.com. That's ask at SWATradio.com. And if you are listening to us via podcast because you missed us live, you can also send your questions to Facebook and Twitter and the handle is at SWAT Radio Talk. Again, that is at SWAT Radio Talk. Um, I've been busy today, so I only got a few headlines. <laughs> You've been busy? Yeah, I had uh, meetings all day. Mm. Um, but uh, some headlines that seemed a little interesting. Um, the California judge blocks Gavin Newsom's COVID-19 restrictions on worship services. So that's uh, mm. a good good news. But uh, in Virginia, Governor Northam discourages attending church by saying you don't have to sit in a church pew for God to hear your prayers, um, seeming to not understand really the purpose of gathering together. Um, A pay-it-forward chain that was unprompted has lasted two days and 900 cars at a Minnesota Dairy Queen. Mm -hmm. So that's a pretty cool story that uh, over a two-day period, uh, people were paying for other people's uh, Dairy Queen uh, for 900 cars. That's pretty cool. Yeah, pretty cool. Um, uh, another one from last night, Canada had planned winter training for Chinese troops right next door to the U S and this comes after, uh, renewed, uh, scrutiny of China has come about as, uh, a few senators. China's not a threat. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, as a few, uh, congressmen uh, have been, uh, connected, uh, with, uh, the Chinese and Chinese spies. Um, the, Biden policy director vows big, bold executive action on guns, health care, and more. Mm. There's a lot you can do through executive action, he says. Tony Dungy questions the faith of pro-choice pastor and Georgia Senate candidate Raphael Warnock and asks, is he a Christian? Does he follow the teachings of Jesus, and does he believe the Bible is the absolute word of God? Um, pretty cool to hear Tony Dungy coming out uh, strongly for that. So that's really all I saw today. But, you know, like I said, I was in a lot of meetings, so I'm sure there's a lot of stuff that I missed. Well, uh, there there was other things going on. Did, did you ever hear of a guy named Lewis Nix that played at Reigns High School and went on to play at Notre Dame? I can't believe your dad didn't know who he was because uh, your dad's a Notre Dame guy. Uh, mm-hmm. But Lewis Nix was a what? star standout here. And uh, anyway, he was at the uh, at a gas station. And two guys walked up to him, shined a light in his face. He kind of pushed back against him, and he got shot. Oh. And um, they, um, they shot him, and um, he uh, he says he, a bullet went into his chest, ricocheted off his sternum and into his lung, and now he has a bullet in his lung. Wow. At the, uh, at the hospital. Where did that, um, that happen here? He was just pumping air into his tires. Yeah, here in Jacksonville. Wow. Uh, he said it was just random. He didn't know the guys. They just walked, you know, they just came up to him and did that. And, uh, you know, here he is. This guy was a star standout in high school and uh, Notre Dame. And he uh, just did a gas station pump. It. Who thinks going to pump some air in your tires? Yeah. Anybody's going to do anything. I could see an ATM maybe. By the way, 
at Christmas time, be careful and watchful because when you go to ATMs and when you even gas pumps, there's skimmers, people trying to skim credit cards, people mm-hmm. trying to um, come up and at ATMs. So be very aware. Uh, have some good situational awareness when you're out yeah. there because uh, people – People uh, somehow in the holidays, they just get the itch to go take other people's money. Hmm. Uh, and so, yeah, it's, uh, I hope he gets better and hope he heals up. Uh, several people have uh, been dealing with uh, COVID, which is interesting to me that uh, several people that were entertainers that were supposed to come here couldn't do the show or had mm-hmm. to postpone the show because they had COVID. There seems to be, I've heard little different snippets here and there of people getting it. And uh, I don't know if you've been following what's going on in New York. Um, people, you know, are kind of rebelling against the they're mm-hmm. shutting down the di- no dining at certain times up there. And, and from only like, you know, in certain areas. So you could be a block away and be able to dine just fine. But at the, you know, in the block that's in the red zone, mm-hmm. uh, you can't like that's it seems a little arbitrary, you know. But, and, you know, they've had a mask mandate for how long? So if yeah. mask works, why, why is this happening again? That's, you know, that's my thoughts on, on the issue, but. Yeah, well, and here, uh, uh, the Christmas star, uh, I don't know, uh, anyway, December 21st, uh, if you look up toward the western sky just after sunset, you will witness something that hadn't been seen since the 1600s. Mm. And it's Jupiter and Saturn will come very close, appearing as a single star on winter solstice. And um, the pairing of these two objects is called a conjunction by astronomers. And both gas planets have been coming closer and closer, and they're going to line up on the winter solstice day, December 21st. Uh, And it'll be separated by less than the diameter of a full moon, Wow. It says in the constellation Capricornus. So Jupiter is going to be a brighter planet with Saturn appearing dimmer just a little bit to the right, but it will appear like a Christmas star. Hmm. So uh, could the star of Bethlehem <laughs> appear, they said, you know, so that's that's what everybody's saying. So you might want to have a look on December 21st. Yeah, uh, I will uh, be pretty cool. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, let's see what else is going on. Uh, Texas still, they made their oral arguments today on the election, uh, or, or not oral arguments. I'm sorry. They, they, they did a reply, uh, to Pennsylvania, to Pennsylvania. Yeah. Because Pennsylvania filed a brief in mm-hmm. response to their brief. And now Texas filed a, a, a reply brief and it's kind of the final step now before the justices issue an order, uh, in this case. And, and so didn't, uh, 20, 20- 20 states kind of sided with Pennsylvania yeah, they, well, they, well, and then not, not, tw- in 20 with Texas, right? So there's, yeah. this is becoming, you Like know, the Mason-Dixon line yeah, kind of almost. Yeah. If, you, if you look at the map, and uh, what's interesting about this is that the Supreme Court during the briefing stage, what happens is the first party makes a claim, then the respondents get to respond, and then the people who made the initial claim respond to what they said yes Mm. um so the opposition briefs are filed uh and then the first parties do a reply brief which they did today 
and then uh, this you know the uh, Supreme Court will either throw it or refuse to hear it. They could refuse to hear mm-hmm. it and just say, you know what, we're not going to hear it. They could also listen to it and then dismiss it and say, you know, okay, we you know we hear it and but we're going to dismiss it. Or they could rule in favor of Texas. Or the other thing is they could say, we want to hear oral arguments, mm. which I think would be a good thing because that way they get to hear people present. Right. present. Um, but the crux of the case is that the four states um, unconstitutionally changed their election statutes in their judiciaries or executive branches of the state And the Constitution only provides for the legislative branch of the state to determine the electors. So um, only the legislature is allowed to make the law. But in these states, the Supreme Courts of those states, or Mm -hmm. they ruled that they could uh, uh, accept ballots after the deadline Mm -hmm. and other things. So um, the reply brief today said that the four states failed to adequately dispute their point. And this makes their electorates invalid. So if if the Supreme Court rules in favor of Texas and those states that have joined, um, then the Electoral College would – neither candidate would have enough electoral votes and it would go to the U.S. House of Representatives to determine who the next president of the United States would be. Could they also say that the the state uh, legislator pick who the – the vote who will be like uh the electoral voters are is that something that they say okay well the popular vote it, or the vote was compromised so it's going to the electors to then uh, pick the uh, electoral college representatives from those states or is that not a possibility no each the way it works is each each state gets one representative vote so there's 50 votes if they if neither candidate gets the electoral votes needed the U.S. House of Representatives will elect, right? But I'm and saying they get one vote. I'm saying before that, though, the state representatives can they pick the like? So let's say they. Well, st- that may be a remedy, but mm. but but not just if they if they if they throw it out and they say we we the, those electoral votes cast by the popular vote are invalid. They could give a remedy of throwing it back to the state legislatures and saying you decide mm-hmm. how you want to deal with it. But these are invalid, so you either have another vote, like another popular vote, which they probably won't do, or you decide. Yeah. So that would be, or you let the U.S. House of Representatives decide. Right. So um, most legal experts, according to the news media, now I don't know how valid, but they say most legal experts say the Texas case is flawed and certain to fail. Um but they, they, but they, most of them say that because they say it's late. Well, it takes time. It's, it's, it's been a month, but mm-hmm. they've been trying to accumulate information and do it. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yep. We will be back with more after the break. You're listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store 
or over the internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts and truck rental and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomneal.com. That's www.tomnehl.com. It's the most wonderful time of the with the kids jingle belling and everyone telling you be of good cheer. It's the most wonderful time of the year. It's the half happiest season of all. With those holiday greetings and gay happy Welcome back to SWAT Radio. SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. And if you are just joining us, we've been talking a little bit about the news of the day and of the week, just kind of a Friday debrief, if you will. So if you would like to contribute or you have any questions, please call us at 1-844-777-7928. That's 1-844-777-SWAT. Or you can email us at ask at SWATradio.com. That is ask at SWATradio.com. And just before the break, uh, Doug and I were talking about the um, the Texas uh, suit against Pennsylvania, um, what Pennsylvania, Mich- Michigan, Wisconsin, and Georgia. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, how the states are kind of back in their player, uh, so to speak, as twenty states have gotten in line with Pennsylvania, and twenty or so uh, have backed Texas, and then just kind of talking about what what that's going to mean, and and. Uh, how you think all the all that's going to shake out? So, uh, what what are your thoughts, Doug? On you know, just it, when there's what you think should happen and what you think what will happen. Do you think that those are different or? Well, I I think here is what I was talking to you about during the break. Regardless of what they rule, they're go- I, I I would like to see them at least hear oral arguments mm-hmm. so that they could the evidence could be dismissed as like, okay, this isn't credible, but this is what's out there and have, because when you go into a courtroom, you can't just make allegations, especially the Supreme court. You Mm -hmm. better have evidence. You know what I'm saying? You can't go in there and just make allegations. And again, these allegations uh, at the Supreme court level are not about fraud. It's about the way they conducted their elector elections in those states. And it's about the law, which is and a they consti- the law. That's a constitutional issue, mm-hmm. and um, nobody out there listening would want the the people to violate the Constitution as regards to their right to search and seizure, mm. or their right to you know whatever equal access. And I actually believe the equal access clause is one of the things they're arguing in this is they they're because other people are following the constitution you can't go over here and give them the freedom not to Mm -hmm. because it just 
and validates the process over here and says, if they're going to do it and have this result over here, you can't change the, the way you do it. Uh, even, even if the legislator votes, you can't violate the U S constitution with it. And so that's the issue. And I believe there's some constitutional, uh, or a desire to hear the constitutionality of this case, I think by probably Alito and some of the more conservative justices, because we've kind of gotten away from the originalist, Mm. uh, part of the constitution so I would like to at least hear them answer it. Uh, and I can tell yeah. you, if they violated the Constitution, uh, then I believe the court will throw it out. I mean, I don't I don't know. I, you know, I, I know that there are people who want to hear it, like, say, uh, Clarence Thomas and Alito. And so we'll see. That means three others have to uh, also want to hear it. Um, so if they can get to five, it will uh, be heard before the Supreme Court. But as far as. I, what I think should happen is that if it, they violated the Constitution in that way, which uh, I think you know, there's been some pretty good evidence that they did, that yeah, that that should be thrown out. But what I think will happen is probably nothing. I think that you know we we've, we've gone against the Constitution for so long, you know that yeah. you know what's another step in a lot of people's eyes. So, well, there were there was. I'm a little of, cynical. Well, you know? I, I can understand that. Well, there's a couple other things. Uh, that we're in the news today, you know, here's the thing that's a little disturbing. And, um, you know, the attorney general Barr mm-hmm. knew about Hunter Biden's investigation. Mm-hmm. There was credibility there mm-hmm. and there was definitely a cover up to keep that out. Now mm-hmm. I want you to imagine just for a second that the same thing happened, but the roles were reversed instead of it being Joe Biden and Joe Biden's son, it was president Trump and President Trump's son, one mm-hmm. of his sons or his daughter, that that the Department of Justice was actively and investigating one of the Trump children as a target. That word target was used. This is not uh, a suspect. This is a target. And usually when they use the term target, it means that there's evidence that a crime has been mm-hmm. committed. It's not just, oh, we're thinking there may be something. There's some things not right. So there were some things that triggered this, and they've been looking at it since 2018. Mm. So why is it if they have a laptop that has evidence? And I want, and you go back to that guy who was Hunter Biden's business partner. Bobulinski. Bobulinski. Yeah. Everybody dismissed what he said. Nobody gave him any credibility. He got banned and from it, Twitter. And it yeah. looks like the things he said might have been accurate. As we've seen in a lot of cases over the last three years, there has been such a bias toward a a progressive left view regarding against President Trump and anything he stands for in the media that I don't know how anyone could say that did not help um, people vote against uh, Trump to have that kind of bias everywhere all the time to where they suppressed a story mm-hmm. about his son and brother who were actively being investigated by doj for corruption yeah. or, or tax evasion because of these things mm-hmm. and Bobolinsky was a witness who was interviewed six hours by the fbi mm-hmm. about this stuff and you know back when this first came out npr ran a thing said well we're not talking about this because it doesn't matter um it's not true basically and we don't want to waste people's time but now, yesterday, Hunter Biden 
gave a statement said that he's under investigation. Now, so now, that's clearly yeah a, that was a story then and it's a story now. Well, what I somebody uh, I was talking to the other day I can't remember who was telling me is they are already prepping to get Joe Biden disqualified mm. so he can be put out of the way and somebody else, namely Kamala Harris, can be put into place as the president of the United States. Now, that was an interesting theory. Mm-hmm. I, you know, uh, I hadn't really thought about that, but that could be true, that they're trying to get him where he's tied into China and tied into these other things. Because now CNN's breaking the story about it. Why would CNN break it now? Yeah. <laughs> uh, unless they're somehow okay with it affecting Biden, but they didn't want it to affect the president. Right. Know? Or they feel like, okay, now he's been elected and this will blow over in time. So it's okay. It's safe to run it now. Yeah. So, so what are we to do? How are people who call themselves believers who live by faith? How do we navigate through these times? Um, well, when we run our race, we got to look to Jesus, consider him the source and example of our faith. And, you know, our faith can't rest in our government. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, um, we should be people that promote ethics and standards and godly standards. And, you know, in the last session, and I mentioned on Monday, and uh, the brothers Karamazov, Dostoevsky, said that if there's no God, then everything's permitted. No ethics, no standards, no standards, no morality. So if you don't have God, you don't have any of those things. And one of the things that you continue to see is hypocrisy among those people that are supposedly, they care about the freedoms of people unless your freedom disagrees with their freedom. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you saw this uh, article, um, but uh, Jim, not Jim, uh, Al Mohler uh, was talking about Bob Dylan this morning. Bob Dylan, you know, was kind of a folk hero musician. I don't know if you ever listened to anything by him, but Bob Dylan was always against the man, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. the system. And uh, he was a, kind of it's funny because he was against capitalistic economics but he just sold his music catalog for 300 million dollars yeah that's pretty capitalistic to me i wonder what he's going to do with that 300 million dollars i wonder if he's going to spread it out among people and let them enjoy it with him or why didn't he just give his music away for free see there's everybody wants it uh, on an ideological level, but when it comes to practicality, a lot of times they don't live by the very things they talk about. Yeah. And I think, you know, people who are, you know, in academia and stuff will say, well, you know, I'll do it when that is the the law or that's when, ev- when everyone's doing it. But that kind of is a hypocr- hypocrisy there because if you believe it, if mm-hmm. that's what you believe, you do it regardless of, you know, what everyone else is doing. Uh, but that that's how they would combat that and say, well, you know, the system hasn't changed yet, so when the system changes, that'll be a good thing, and then I'll do it then, you know, but, yeah. Yeah, and then uh, kind of one final thing before we go to break, and when we come back, you can call in. We can talk about whatever you want to talk about. We can talk about Hebrews. We kind of did a roundtable at all the SWAT groups this week. It was good, had some good questions, um, but um, 
Time Magazine introduced their People of the Year, and it was Joe Biden and um, Kamala Harris. And I'm like, they haven't even done anything yet. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, why are they People of the Year? How about the healthcare workers, the nurses, the doctors, the people who came up with coronavirus vaccine? How about those people? How, How can Joe Biden be the man of the year when... He hadn't even taken off. What did he do? He sat in his basement for the last year. I mean, that to me, that just again shows um, the hypocrisy of the left. The, the whole time person of the year was supposed to be people that most influenced our world in 2020. And you're telling me Joe Biden most influenced the world in 2020? yeah uh, that's crazy isn't it yeah but you know like i say it's just further evidence that we're two different people fighting over the same land and have two different views of what america is and right now there's the culture aspect of it and you know for me it's like it's time magazine i i don't expect anything else from them i mean that that they have a different world view than i have and so that's just how it's gonna be yeah I, I anyway i i just thought i saw that and i thought that's that's just kind of crazy and again you know i still don't think they've got any kind of corona relief bill bill yet i think they're still yeah no i think it got stymied uh and yeah i that, that was the last i saw of it that they uh they got blocked and so we'll be interesting to see how that goes along moving forward oh i think uh, do we have one other thing, too, I meant to mention this earlier because we have listeners in Virginia. Uh, Governor Northern, did you hear what he said uh, when he told citizens how to worship mm-hmm. up there? Um, you know, he, he said this year we need to think about what's truly the most important thing. Is it the worship or the building? For me, God is wherever you are. You don't have to sit in a church pew for God to hear your prayers. I just really appreciate Governor Northern trying to tell people what worship is like and try to act like, I don't know. And negate the the, the call for fellowship. Yeah. yeah that, that's what I thought was the most uh, outstanding about that. Yeah. All right. We're coming up against the news break, uh, so stick with us. You're listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be back after the news. to SWAT Radio. That was Mary Did You Know. Uh, following up, uh, continuing with the Christmas theme, playing some nice Christmas music. Hope you guys enjoy it. If you are just joining us, today is Friday and we're doing a little debrief, um, just kind of going over the news and any questions that 
uh, anyone might have. So if you would like to join the discussion or have any questions for us, please call us at 1-844-777-7928. That's 1-844-777-SWAT. Or you can email us at ask at SWATradio.com. That is ask at SWATradio.com. And just before the break and really um, the whole last segment, we were talking about uh, a number of things. Um, but right before the break, we talked a little bit about the governor in Virginia, um, saying that uh, basically to gather together is not needed right now because of where we are as things relate to. And I, I just, we didn't have time to finish up on it. I just thought it was a little rich coming from mm-hmm. him, uh, particularly because, you know, it doesn't seem that he lives um, by biblical principles in other areas of his life, seeing as he uh, dressed up in blackface or as a KKK member as a child and or as a college student, excuse me. And that he basically said that if a baby is aborted and it doesn't and it survives, well, we're going to keep it comfortable for a little bit while we decide if we're going to kill it or let it live or not. And uh, that's just it's funny to hear him talk about the value of life when that's what he believes. Yeah, you know, um, I just think uh, it's there's a lot of hypocrisy, but, you know, this is politicians in america in the 20th 21st century aren't mm. the first to be hip, hypocrites they were hypocrites back in jesus day yeah. and speaking of jesus this being the month that we celebrate his birth um even though he most likely was not born in this month mm-hmm. uh, but we do celebrate him and you know the good news the evangelion um, really means uh, it was a secular term that means a new emperor had been born, a great victory had been accomplished by the, uh, or just a great accomplishment by the emperor. It was a secular term where the Evangelion, the person who would make that announcement, would go to a city square and make that news announcement. And in Luke chapter 2, the angels bring the good news, Mm -hmm. which is Evangelion. They bring that gospel proclamation to the shepherds in the field that Messiah has come. And, you know, when he came, he came as a king. Yeah. He didn't come. He came as a baby, Mm -hmm. and and he walked away from um, his heavenly realm to come dwell among us and if you go back to isaiah it says how beautiful are the mountain uh, on the mountain are the feet of those that bring good news that good news is the evangelion it is that our king is here Mm -hmm. and most americans don't want a king you know we don't that's that's part of our issue it's the whole point of the gospel is to not just receive the forgiveness of your sins but it's to accept jesus as your king and um you know to submit to god makes life shalom which is peace Mm. that's the peace he brings on earth instead of the chaos i mean chaos happened when adam and eve sinned and chaos has been like a big snowball rolling downhill gathering up everybody and everything in history that's why we have pain that's why we have suffering that's why we disappoint each other 
And scripture from beginning to end teaches Messiah is a king. It was part of the plan. And I just thought we'd take a minute or two um, because our lives are chaotic and broken because we live in chaos because we reject this kingship. That's really, if you stop and think about it, mm-hmm. that's what happens. I mean, uh, he's he's the king, whether we acknowledge it or not. But in the Jewish context, a king is king where his will is obeyed. It wasn't a geographical area, but mm. it was where the king's will was obeyed. That's why it's so important. Jesus says, if you love me, you will what? Keep my commandments. Yeah, you will yeah. obey me. You'll keep my commandments. Um, so submitting to God makes the life that we live shalom. It doesn't mean it's problem-free, but it means we're at peace even in the midst of the problems, the world being in chaos. Um, so, you know, it's interesting when you look in the Bible, Jesus doesn't talk much about being, quote, saved in Galilee. Mm. Most of that talk is in Jerusalem. Mm where the religious leaders were. Uh, he taught a lot about the kingdom in Galilee. Um, so I think as believers, you know, when we obey God and we put God on display to the world around us, which we're going to do that tomorrow, we're doing a food giveaway down on the north side with uh, Councilman Gaffney. Um, you know, we put God on display and you – spread a little bit of his kingdom out there. And when we obey him, it kind of helps reclaim some lost territory mm. on earth. Yeah. And so um, I, I just think, you know, uh, David Flusser, who was this Jewish historian, said Jesus followers with him, they wanted a kingdom without a cross. We want a cross without a kingdom. Mm. You know, in other words, we want the cross to pay for our sins, right. but we don't want him telling us what to do. We don't want to have to obey him and be accountable to him. So um, I, I think the danger for all of us, especially as we look at Christmas and we celebrate this little baby, you mm. know, we want to make Jesus into what we think he should be. And we can't do that. He is who he is. Yeah. And we need to get back to the word to know who he is and what he wants from us. And I think it's a great time to celebrate I love Christmas music. I love listening to the songs. It's a it's a time for joy because our king has come. Yeah. And and you know, does that really impact us though? Or are we so consumed with the things going on around us that we forget that? So as we go into the Christmas holidays, just remember our king has come and he's coming back. We don't know when. But when the disciples were looking up at the sky trying to figure it out, they said, why are you waiting? Go do what he told you to do. You know, does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And I think that's two things. One, it's important to remember that he is a king and he's coming back as a king and as a warrior. Mm -hmm. Um, But also that because of that, like like the angel told the disciples, do what he tells you to do. Go out there. Get it, you know, get it done. Uh, All right. Okay. Yeah. Hey, is Bruce on the line? Yeah, you or did he just, yeah, I think you can go ahead and put him on. He said he wanted to wish a Merry Christmas to Okay, everybody. that's fine. Bruce, hey, how you doing? Can you hear us? Yeah, hey, um, yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, where are you calling from? 
I'm calling from Chesapeake, Virginia. Oh, cool. uh, Yeah, this is uh, about my one-year anniversary uh, enjoying and learning from uh, your podcast. So, uh, Doug and Taylor and everybody that uh, uh, is responsible for your show, I just wanted to wish you a Merry Christmas and uh, uh, appreciate your comments about uh, our, uh, our governor here in Virginia. And, you know, we're called to pray for our, our leaders, right? Yeah. And uh, so, um, you know, this is this is a spiritual warfare. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, these, uh, these types of situations give us an opportunity to uh, um, shine the light of Jesus in a dark uh, place, have a loving uh, dialogue about it, and uh, continue to uh, worship uh as we enjoy fellowship, uh, Hebrews ten twenty four through twenty five uh, gives us some good counsel in that area, and uh, uh, I just uh, love this uh, season. Our church, uh, Deep Creek Baptist, each year does a drive through or a nativity where uh, cars from all around the area can uh, drive through and uh, see the uh, Christmas story unfold, complete with live actors and uh, animals to include a camel. Mm, so yeah. it's a lot of fun, and uh, we're just, uh, you know, uh, uh, Doug may appreciate I went through uh, aviation officer candidate school in Pensacola, Florida, when it still existed, and, and we had a sign in our uh, uh, battalion that read, Adversity Tempers Steel. And, you know, our spiritual growth comes about the same way. So when we get this opposition in, in times like these uh, from our government leaders, you know, we pray for them. Uh, we do uh, as God directs, and uh, we just uh, let the Holy Spirit work from there. Yeah. Well, that's great. Well, thank you, Bruce. We appreciate you listening. And, you know, it's funny because it's a, it is a podcast, but we're live radio, too. We're on live most every day. But over the next three weeks, because Taylor and I are going to be spending some Christmas time with our families, we are replaying some of the best of programs. And I hope you'll listen next week and uh, going into Christmas because we have some really good guests coming back on. We're going to replay really, really good stuff. So I hope you'll keep listening, Bruce. All right. And hope you have a Merry Christmas. And one more time. What was uh, the uh, in your battalion? What was the the, the saying you had? Adversity, Adversity tempers too. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. That's really good. It's really good. Now, thank you for calling in and uh, have a Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you. God bless you. All right, you thank too. you so much, Bruce. Uh, you know, Taylor, I was just thinking about, you know, usually this time of year, I've just returned from Israel. Mm-hmm. I usually go over, I used to go over the week after. And when we come back, I want to talk about why Nazareth is important. Mm. Where Jesus was from Nazareth, yeah. even though he was born in Bethlehem, yeah. he lived in Nazareth, and there's a reason he was called a Nazarene. And when we come back, I'll tell everybody. All right, so stick with us so that you can hear that. We will be back with more after the break. You're listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, 
Then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. Highway to Eternity Ministries is a ministry dedicated to encouraging those who have lost hope and coming alongside those who cannot find peace and are considered unfit for inclusion in Christ's church. They use published works to teach God's Word and share encouraging testimonies of transformed lives. Highway to Eternity Ministries serves as a parachurch ministry that comes alongside churches to share its passion and commitment through spiritual writings, nuances, and experiences to everyone who has an interest in the teachings of Jesus Christ. For more information, contact Jeff Andrews at 904-436-5175. Welcome back to SWAT Radio and Merry Christmas. We are having a Friday uh, kind of debrief, just talking about a little bit of what's going on uh, and have got into the Christmas story here, and we're going to pick up that in a second. But if you have any questions or uh, anything you would like to add to the discussion, discussion, please call us at 1-844-777-7928. That's 1-844-777-SWAT. Or you can email us at ask at SWATradio.com. That is ask at SWATradio.com. And just before the break, um, Doug was going to talk about the importance of Jesus being called the Nazarene and how even though he was born in Bethlehem, why it was important that he was raised in Nazareth. Yeah, well, what's interesting is in Matthew 2, if you go to Matthew 2, at the last verse of Matthew 2, verse 23, and it says, And he went and he lived in a city called Nazareth. This is after Joseph had fled to Egypt, he came back, and he went up to Nazareth. And it says that what was spoken by the prophets might be fulfilled, he call, he will be called a Nazarene. Well, you can search the scriptures, and you won't find that in any prophetic book. It's not in there. Hmm. But that's what it says was spoken by the prophets. Well, if you go to the book of Jude... And you look in Jude, it talks about the prophecies of Enoch. And uh, most people just breeze right over that. Um, Enoch was, I believe, the seventh son of Adam, I believe. And um, I I haven't counted lately, but I think (laughs) he was the seventh son of Adam. But in verse 14 of Jude, it says, It was also about these that Enoch, the seventh from Adam. How about that? Wow. Wow. Yep. <laughs> Thank you, Lord, for bringing that to mind. Prophesied, saying, Behold, the Lord comes with 10,000 of his holy ones. Well, you won't find that in Genesis. You go look, Enoch was the one taken from the earth. Yeah. So where is that prophecy? Where is the prophecy that says uh, that he will be called a Nazarene? Well, not every prophecy was written down. 
See, not everything was written down that was orally transmitted throughout time. And yet it doesn't mean it wasn't said. We know by the fact that it's written in the Bible, it was said, orally transmitted. But what's significant about him being a Nazarene is the word Nazareth comes from the word Netzer. And Netzer means uh, uh, root. And, you know, it's, um, it's a shoot that comes out of a stump and becomes an olive-bearing branch. So that's what the word Netzer mean. It's a shoot, uh, uh, like a, a piece of the tree that comes out mm-hmm. of a stump and becomes an olive-bearing branch. Uh, a shores is just a shoot that comes out of a root, but it doesn't mm-hmm. bear anything. Mm-hmm. But the Netzer does. Well, Nazareth comes from the word Netzareth. Shootville, if it was in the hmm. modern vernacular, right? Um, and so, um, you know, Jesus is a Nazarene. He's a shoot person. Uh, from the root, a branch. Remember that revelation? Out of the root, a branch will come. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, understanding the Old Testament gives us some understanding to what is going on even with Jesus and I just kind of want to end our, our program today. We were in the last segment, and then you can call in if you want or weigh in on this. But when Jesus was born, he was born less than five miles away from Herod. Mm. He was born in Bethlehem. Herod had a big palace over called Herodian, which mm. was overlooking Bethlehem. And it was a huge palace. I've been in there many times mm. on that palace. So the ruins are still there. And when you look at that, Herod built that. That was one of three palaces he had to defend himself, to protect himself, where he could go hide and had a lot of supplies there. But when you think about Herod, Herod was the one who wiped out all the children two years old and under. Now, we think about mass, you know, genocide of children Mm -hmm. but the truth is there may have only been 20 to 30 children that's still too many but i mean it's not like we think of these great numbers this was a a a fairly small community maybe Mm -hmm. 200 people in the community Hmm. well if you only had 200 in the community there's not going to be that many under two yeah but then at the same time it'd be more impactful to that absolutely it was and so, but why did Herod do that? If you go back and read Matthew 2, uh, when it says Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, Bethlehem means house of bread, mm. you know, um, it, it, in the days of Herod the king, and wise men from the east came saying, where is he who's been born king of the Jews? These men from the east, known as the, you know, the wise men, or they were king makers in the east. They anointed and trained young men to become the kings of Persia. Mm. So they didn't have a king, and they wanted to be free from Roman rule too. So they're coming back to that they had heard of this king. Now, where do you think they had heard of this king from, this prophecy? They had heard of the prophecy of the one who would redeem mankind, who would change mankind. Well, if you go back to the book of Daniel, 
guess what? Daniel was a wise man. Mm. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were wise men. They would have had an impact on people that eventually might have been those wise men. Maybe those wise men's great, 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 great grandparents Mm. heard Daniel himself talk about the prophecies. There's prophecy in the book of Daniel. Oh, yeah. So these wise men come over, and Herod was troubled, so he wiped out all the kids. Why? Why would Herod, the king of Judea, who had a pact with Rome, and that's why he was in power over there, he had the Roman government to help protect him. Why was he so afraid of a baby under two years old? Mm, was it because he believed or he had some well, he level had, of he, he had fear it, of God, he, at least? He was I, troubled because you had wise men parading into town. Mm. And we're not just talking about a few men on camels. They brought their entourage. They brought gifts. Right. And they're coming to worship a king. He's going, whoa, 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 wait a minute. This is a guy who's killed his own family mm-hmm. to preserve his kingship. He's going, the, he knows about the prophecies. And remember, Herod was an Idumean. He wasn't even Jewish. Yeah. And so he was afraid. He had heard what God had done in times past. Mm. He knew about Egypt. He knew those stories. And so he thought, well, maybe I can can wipe him out before he becomes powerful. He didn't know he was trying to wipe out God himself. Right. And so uh, when you think about that and you think about even the kings, two kings, you have one king born in a manger and one king who negotiated his kingship with Rome, the world. Mm. Which one of those kings are you going to choose? I mean, um, which king are we going to follow? Because there's really two ways to do life. You can use violence and power like Herod did to put people down for your pleasure and desires and to just use people and do whatever you want. That's the way of the world. Mm-hmm. Or you can do it Jesus way, which is basically you use self-sacrifice and serving others to build people up. Two different approaches to how you deal with ruling Jesus said, I didn't come to be served. I came to serve. Herod did not espouse that lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Uh, So here's what's interesting when you go over to Jerusalem today. There's two tombs. There's a a tomb for Herod, Mm. and there's a tomb for Jesus. I mean, now there's discrepancy over where that may be, but it doesn't matter some Catholic people believe it's in one place. Protestants believe it's in another. Doesn't matter. At both places to see Jesus' tomb, you wait for hours. Mm. Mm. I mean, there's lines out to see it. Want to know how many people want to see Herod's tomb? Nobody comes to see his tomb. Mm. There's no society in our world today that perpetuates the memory of Herod. Nobody. Nobody. People could care less. Most people have no idea what his life was like, even though Herod was a great architect. He had put together some of the biggest things. Mm. I mean, he put a, a, a pool in the ocean. He built a big ocean port at Caesarea for, for Caesar. Mm. And um, Caesarea Maritime, it's an incredible port, one of the biggest ports of the 
world at that time, he built as an honor to Caesar. He was in, incredible at building stuff. These these forts he built, these big, mm-hmm. you know, palaces. But nobody cares about Herod. Mm-hmm. He's a long lost memory. But Jesus is still talked about today. And I just find it interesting that most of us would be drawn to Herod's style of leadership, mm. even though we wouldn't want it against us. Mm-hmm. But that's what the world offers. And so this Christmas, I think, as we kind of go out um, during this last segment, I really hope that over the next two weeks, as we move into Christmas celebration, You'll take a moment with your family to talk about which king are we following. Are we going to follow the worldly king, Herod? Because people follow that kind of king out of fear. Mm -hmm. We don't follow Jesus out of fear. We follow him out of love and loyalty because going back to that analogy of glow, we're grateful for what he's done. And we're loyal because of what he's done. Therefore, we obey when he tells us to do something. Um, so I don't know. I was just thinking about that and thinking about I miss my time in Israel. It was kind of fun to go see that. I hope I get to take you over there sometime. Because, yeah, that'd be awesome. Because it's uh, really eye-opening to see the things you see over there. Yeah. You know, I was just, when you were talking about that, uh, about Herod, and he was a man of the world, and yet he still had a little bit of fear of God, even if he wasn't going to follow him. And I'm afraid that for us as a country and as a people, we don't even have that fear anymore. And it's just like, eh, who cares if the king's coming back? Eh, we're going to go do our own thing. But They're going to be caring when he comes yeah, back. Yeah, that's true. I can true. tell you that. But I hope everybody has a Merry Christmas, Taylor, for you and Ari and your baby, uh, Sayla. I hope you all have a great yeah, one. Thank you. Yeah, we hope you have a Merry Christmas. You've been listening to SWAT Radio. Uh, hope you have a happy new year as well. We will see you uh, July 4th. Jan- no, Jan- Jan- January 4th. January 4th. <laughs> yeah. Listen to the best of. Yeah. Starting next week, we've got some great guests lined up and hope you'll stay with us next week and the week after and the week after. And we'll be back January 4th on SWAT Radio. All right. Thanks for tuning in. If you missed a SWAT radio broadcast this week and would like to hear any show in its entirety, then go to SWATradio.com. Click on Past Shows, where you can listen to the broadcast. Also, if you're looking for a band of brothers that gather around God's Word to be a part of, then go to SWATradio.com and email one of our hosts, and they can get you plugged in to one of the local SWAT Bible studies. Tune in next time to explore how SWAT radio is strengthening spiritual